real estate. Thank you all for tuning in. So for those of you just joining us for the first time for Geeks and Nerds, uh, a big warm welcome from my end. My name is Joseph Sandali Cruz. I am the, uh, I'll be the host of your Geeks and Nerds event tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, so for tonight, our topic is on spreadsheets, tips and tricks for real estate investors. Um, I do apologize, we weren't able to get the topics out in advance, but uh, starting next month, we do have the topics planned out for the next, um, next quarter. So you'll see those topics uh, coming out in advance. Just stay tuned to your email inbox. Uh, so tonight we are going to be talking about spreadsheets. Um, tips and tricks, uh, they're going to vary from more basic things to slightly more advanced things. So we're going to start out by talking about how we can map our leads uh, onto Google Maps. So if anyone, I know right now is not the best time to be doing door knocking. Uh, maybe driving for dollars is still good. So we'll, we'll definitely still talk about how you can map out the leads on Google Maps. We'll talk about some tips and tricks for doing filtering and querying on your spreadsheets. And then we'll save our advanced topic for the end, which is on scraping data from county websites. Um, so I won't say too much more to give that away, but if you're interested um, in pulling data right off of uh, county websites, some, you know, pulling information like um, the exemptions, you know, um, current uh, taxes on the property, uh, I will be talking about how you can use some advanced spreadsheet functions to scrape that information off of uh, some county websites. So that's the, the um, agenda for tonight. Uh, I will spend a little bit of time at the end uh, talking about the real estate IQ tools, but for the most part, this is really a talk uh, catered to people who are interested in leveraging technology and tools, in this case spreadsheets, uh, to make their lives easier, uh, to make their uh, investment decisions happen more quickly. You know, the, the quicker you can analyze a deal, the, the better it is for you. So spreadsheets are just one of those tools that we need to have in our, our tool belt to help, um, to help speed things up. Before we get into the main topic on spreadsheets tonight, I'd just like to tell you a bit more about Real Estate IQ. We are the number one in deal finding, and we offer over 45,000 uh, leads every single month across the state of Texas. Uh, so these are leads for potentially distressed and motivated sellers. So you can market to these people, find uh, fantastic deals uh, for your investments, whether it's buy and holds, fix and flips, wholesale deals, uh, you name it. Um, this is one of the number one uh, ways that you can find good deals is by doing marketing to these, uh, to these types of lists. So we'll touch on that a bit at the end here, um, in case you're not already familiar with uh, what we do. Uh, but a bit more about myself. So again, my name is Joseph Sandler Cruz. I am the product manager for Real Estate IQ. I'm also over the Austin and San Antonio market in terms of the sales and business development side. Um, so I've been investing myself in Central Texas uh, for about two and a half years now, focusing on line holds and fix and flips. So our general strategy is every three or four fix and flips we do, we want to hold on to those properties for the long-term appreciation. By my background though is in corporate America. Um, I have background, so my focus was on the data side of things, automation and computer vision. So really my passion is 
leveraging technology and tools to help me invest um, more efficiently and, and with more insight and doing all of that with, um, with less manual work. So the, if I can build a system to do something for me, that's, that's truly what I believe is the, is the best thing to do. Um, you know, outsource all the, all the non-value add tasks to a, to a machine, to a robot. That's the best way to do it. Um, the machine can do it uh, tirelessly and effortlessly 24-7. So uh, that's really my passion is leveraging tools and automation for uh, my business. So again, for those of you just tuning in, thanks for joining. This is Geeks and Nerds in Real Estate. Uh, and this is the spreadsheet edition. So no, it doesn't sound too exciting, but spreadsheets, uh, trust me, by the end of this presentation, I'm pretty sure you will have um, learned some new things about spreadsheets that uh, will help you uh, increase your efficiency in analyzing deals and uh, even hunting down deals uh, and, and filtering out uh, the hidden gems in all these lists that we provide. So uh, this is just a, an example of some of the uh, projects I've done, the fix and flip projects over the past couple of years. Uh, so the one on the right-hand side um, is a condo that I picked up in Austin uh, by working the Real Estate IQ list. Um, and actually, back then, I was a, a client of Real Estate IQ. I wasn't even working um, with Real Estate IQ at that time. So it was a foreclosure, um, an, HO, excuse me, an HOA lien list that I was working uh, and I landed that, that was actually my first fix and flip deal. Uh, and then over the years, I've been able to land some more deals uh, consistently just by working the, uh, the lists that we provide at Real Estate IQ. So definitely, um, I want, uh, definitely want to let you know, you know, marketing to lists still works. You just got to be uh, smart, you got to be quick, and you got to be consistent in getting your marketing out there. But, um, don't want you just to hear from me alone. So we've got a testimonial here that I'll play very briefly. Hey guys, I'm here with Adam at Redneck Country Club at the Jet Lending event. And Adam has been using our system for a while. Adam, could you share with us your experience with our tool? Yeah, so um, I love the tool. It was re it's really been very useful for me as a, as a new investor. Um, I don't have access to the MLS, so running comps was something that was a problem. Um, now that I have that the tool, I can run comps. It allowed me to secure my first deal, um, and I'm going to market with it and look to, um, because of the comps that I was able to run, and get it for the right price, I was able to secure a deal that's probably going to probably be somewhere north of $50,000. Oh, fantastic. And by the way, we uh, can also help you market your deal to Adam. Uh, thank you so much. And guys, our deal analysis suite is only $15 a month, and it's for unlimited comps all over Texas. So make sure you take advantage of this special right now. All right. So Adam was mentioning our deal analysis suite. Um, so that's the ability to run comps and to do your due diligence on any investment deal uh, here in Texas. Um, so we'll touch on that at the end of the presentation as well. And again, for those of you just uh, tuning in uh, and joining us, thank you and welcome. Um, for the rest of the presentation though, we are gonna jump into more of a hands-on uh, demonstration on how to use spreadsheets um, to streamline your business. Uh, for, 
for those of you who are new to Zoom as well, please get used to typing things into the chat window. So I do encourage you throughout the presentation, if you've got any questions, if I'm going too fast or too slow, uh, feel free to type that right into the chat box um, and we'll make this as interactive as possible. That being said, um, just a few more uh, introduction slides here about Real Estate IQ. Um, I'm proud to be, um, to be here with Real Estate IQ and to share this company guarantee with you that you can always find a deal with Real Estate IQ. We're confident that we have the systems and the tools in place um, and uh, just the volume of leads um, that you need to, um, to always be able to secure and find a good deal, whether it's on the market uh, or off market. You know, there's a lot of changes, shifts in the economy. So, you know, before a couple weeks ago, a lot of people would say there's no good deals on the, on the MLS or on market, but you know, we're at the cusp of what appears to be a shift in the, in the market. So, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll start to see more and more deals appearing on the MLS as we, sh we shift into more um, of a, uh, a downturn situation. Just as uh, the name of our company goes, we're all about um, leveraging um, technology tools and also uh, the community to, to grow and improve your real estate IQ, your real estate intelligence quotient. So as part of that process, uh, you do, we do recommend that you ask questions, um, share your experience as well. Um, the, the chat window here is a great place for you to interact with the other attendees. Feel free to ask questions and share your comments or your experience for the benefit of others. And uh, most importantly, uh, take action. Now is the best time uh, to take action, to take some of the things that you learned today, uh, implement them and help them and, you know, to help you find more deals or be more efficient with your business. So we also launched a new community portal. Uh, if you go to realestateiq.co, that's our new website uh, where you can uh, sign up, uh, you can network with other investors, make some friends, some business partners, build your power team. And also if you're interested in becoming involved with Real Estate IQ, we'd love to hear from you. So definitely check out our website. Uh, we've got a section there for if you're interested in uh, getting involved and working with us. All right, so that being said, let's jump into the main presentation. So tonight we are talking about spreadsheets, uh, tips and tricks for real estate investors. So we're gonna talk about how you can uh, reformat leads. You know, sometimes you get leads that aren't in the right format for you to do um, mapping. So whether or not you're using Google Maps or another service like um, Batch Geo, uh, you always need to kind of do some spreadsheet manipulation so you can get things in the right format uh, to use that other tool that you're using, whether it's, again, Google Maps or Batch Geo. Um, then we'll talk about filtering and querying leads. So, you know, some of the leads and lists that you've purchased these days, for example, from Real Estate IQ, are extremely large, extremely long. So you'll get leads um, that are lists that are 10,000 uh, leads long and you kind of need to know how to navigate spreadsheets um, to create filters to uh, properly narrow down your leads so that you can focus on what you believe are the, are the right leads to focus on and then we also have a way to automatically query and this is this is getting a bit more into the real estate IQ side of things um, we can create some spreadsheet tools so that you can automatically pull 
real estate IQ leads um, and aggregate them into a single spreadsheet. So let's say you're working the pre-foreclosure sheet and the, uh, the probate sheets. Um, you can pull all those leads into a single spreadsheet, apply some filtering, and have that spreadsheet constantly update so that you don't have to be the one going into the original master sheets, copying, copying leads row by row or column by column and then pasting them into another sheet. So there's ways we can automatically do that with, um, with Google Sheets and I'll show you how to do that. Then the last item for today is on scraping data with spreadsheets. So how can you, uh, for example, if you're always going to the county, uh, the assessor, website to check, uh, for example, if someone has a homestead exemption on their house or not. And let's say you have a list of 500 properties. How can you automate that process and how can you use um, tools like spreadsheets to, uh, to automatically pull that information? So we'll cover that um, in, uh, in the last segment of tonight's presentation. So Here's also real quick, here's, a, here's an overview of the next couple of months, uh, what we have in store for Geeks and Nerds. So in April, we do have an overview of CRMs um, that are available in the, uh, for real estate investors. Uh, in May, we'll be talking about computer vision in real estate. And then in June, we'll be talking about marketing automation. So you'll start seeing these, um, these topics being sent out beforehand in, in your email. So definitely, uh, if you're not, on our mailing list, uh, let us know. Uh, we'll get you on the mailing list and you can receive an update of what the upcoming topics are for our Geeks and Nerds presentations. Okay, so that being said, onto the main presentation, spreads, spreadsheets, tips and tricks for real estate investors. Um, when I first came up with this topic, a lot of people I talked to told me, asked me, why on earth would you talk about spreadsheets. Spreadsheets are boring. Um, they're not exciting. You know, you usually talk about AI and computer vision. Uh, but I find that spreadsheets are an integral part of our business, you know, even if we, uh, if they're seen more as a mundane kind of a, a chore. Uh, and this, <laughs> my friend sent me this image uh, that shows and graphs out um, the stage of life that you're in from elementary school all the way through um, through you know high school, college, and then when you get your first job, and on the vertical axis, it's your math skills. So this one gave me a chuckle because it is definitely in line with my experience, uh, having gone through technical uh, technical degree for college. I feel like these days I'm just spending all my time in, in Excel or Google Sheets, just creating spreadsheets and crunching some basic numbers. Uh, but that's you know. That's where I spend a lot of my time. Uh, let me know in the chat window what you think of this. If you agree, are you spending a lot of your time um, in your business just managing spreadsheets for the budget, for leads, for tracking all kinds of things? Let me know in the chat window what you think. That being said, let's jump on to the first, uh, first item here, which is mapping leads uh, with Google Maps. So I'm gonna exit out of the presentation here. Um, and if you could all let me know, can you see, I just wanna make sure that you're seeing Google Maps here on, on the screen. So just let me know in the chat window. Um, I wanna make sure you're not still seeing the, the presentation, but you're seeing Google Maps. Perfect, perfect. So, um, so the first 
the first segment is I want to show you how to take a set of leads in a spreadsheet and then map them onto Google Maps like this. So this is a spreadsheet that I've made for my personal investment business. This was from a couple months ago uh, when we were still able to go out and door knock. Uh, so these are leads, these are foreclosure leads, uh, specifically in Bell County, Texas. Uh, if you don't know where Bell County is, it's between Austin and Waco. Um, so what I've done here is I've mapped out all the foreclosure leads that I wanted to, to reach. And when I click on one of these leads, um, you can see, oops, you're not, probably not seeing it on the screen. Give me a second here so I can reload it here. So you can see on the left-hand side, uh, each one of these, um, these pins on the map corresponds to a lead. And in particular, this was a lead of someone who is going into foreclosure. You can see all the detailed information um, for that particular lead from the name, the estimated equity and all that. So these fields are, are come from Real Estate IQ. So if you're not a client um, and you're wondering where these come from, these are all leads, uh, these are all fields for the leads that Real Estate IQ provides. So this is a super handy tool for me because um, what, number one, I can plan it out on my computer. Oops, uh, let me go back to the map there. I'm sorry, I closed it. Um, maps, Bell County, here we go. Let me just go back to the right map here. Um, I have to pull up the Bell County door knocking map. So I'll make sure not to close that again. So uh, what I like about using Google Maps here to plan out my door knocking routes uh, is number one, I can plan it beforehand on my computer and then I can take it with me on my phone. So um, you can see, uh, I'll pull it up. What I can do is uh, I can pull up that same map on Google Maps here uh, on my phone. So I'm, when I'm out door knocking, uh, I've got access to the map. And if I'm the one driving, I can also just, here, let me show you here real quick. Um, I can access that exact same map right on my phone. Um, so I know that's probably not the best quality showing up on the, on the screen there, um, but you've got the exact same map on your phone at your fingertips. So I'm gonna show you how to do that right now. So. I'm going to pull up the Real Estate IQ, the raw data that we send out to you. So this is our pre-foreclosure list. Uh, so I'm going to pull the, uh, the April list here. And uh, what you basically do in order to import the data into Google Maps, you just have to download the file that we provide. You can download it as a CSV file. Um, but actually, let me do this first. I'm going to make a copy of this sheet so that I can apply some filters to it first. So I'm gonna copy this sheet uh, over to my own folder. I'm gonna call this door knocking, pre-foreclosure. And the reason again why I copied it is because I'm gonna make some edits to that sheet as well and do some filtering here. Uh, so I don't wanna change the original sheet. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to filter uh, and again, this is just what I do. I'm not saying this is what you have to do, but this is uh, something that I like to practice. I like to filter by equity, so I'm not gonna bother door knocking um, on leads that don't have a certain amount of equity. So 
Um, I'm going to create a filter here by going to um, data, create a filter. And don't worry, this is all being recorded. So if you want to refer to the instructions again later on, you'll be able to do that. Uh, so when we create the filter, I can apply the filter to the equity column here. And I want to say filter by condition and say that the value is greater than or equal to. And for me, again, I like to target people with more than 30% equity. 30% is actually 0 0.3 in, in the spreadsheet. So you hit OK. So right there, you filtered. We filtered away all the people with little or no equity. Um, I'm also going to filter by the county. So I'm going to focus on, let's say, Travis and Williamson County. And what I'm also going to do, um, and this is data that Real Estate IQ provides as well, we tell you if the property is owner-occupied or not owner-occupied. So if the property is not owner-occupied, I'm not going to door knock on it. I'm, I'm going to do something else. I'll either mail the owner or give them a call. So I want to filter for only the owner-occupied properties. Um, so there is my filtered list. So what I want to do now, uh, I'm going to download uh, this as a CSV file. But actually, there's one additional step that I forgot to mention here. And it's a bit tricky, so bear with me. So what we need to do, uh, you can see that the property address here is split into the street name and street number, the city, and the zip code. The way that Google Maps wants to have the data is the entire address on one row. So because if you pass it in, as separate rows, you might get this street name, but it might be in, a, in another state. It could be another city. Uh, so you need to tell Google that it is this address at this uh, city and this zip code all in one row. So the way we do that, and this is kind of getting into the, the spreadsheets and, and, the, and the formulas here. Uh, so what you want to do is insert, uh, I'm going to insert a row to the left. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to concatenate. I'm going to join these three rows into a single row, and I'm going to put spaces in between it. So there are a number of ways to do this. The way I like to do it, um, I just hit equal for the enter, or enter, and then hit equal. And then I will say equals this row, which is the property address. And I'm going to join it. Um, the, one way to do it is to use the ampersand sign. So ampersand means join two strings together. And I'm going to say ampersand Austin. And you can see the result of the formula right here. Um, and you can see that what happens is it joins it, but there's no space there. So what we want to do is insert a space. So I'm going to say ampersand quotation mark space and then another ampersand. And then you can see that we've joined the two rows together and we've inserted a space in between. I'm going to do the same thing. Um, so this is Austin. You know what? I'm going to add a comma there. So we want the street number, street name, comma, the city. And then we want to join that again with, um, with the state, so space. And then we know. The state is Texas. Um, that's something we know based on the, the list that we're working. And then I'm going to add the zip code here. So I'm going to do another ampersand and then the zip code. 
So again, um, might not be too easy to follow this on the screen now, but you can refer to this uh, afterwards. And then I'll also share the, uh, the spreadsheet that I'm working on. I'll share that with you all so you can access the formula as well. So I think I am missing a comma though. I want Austin comma Texas. So that would be right here. There it is. Uh, so we've taken the entire three separate rows and combined them into one. And I just want to duplicate that down um, to the remainder of the leads. So I'm not going to get into the hotkeys on how to do that, um, but uh, just be aware there are some hotkeys you can use to, to jump to the end of the spreadsheet and then duplicate um, the formula. So there we go. We have the, I will call this the, the mailing address. Okay, so we've got that information. The other thing I want to do is uh, if I go back to the map that I have, uh, there's a lot of fields in here that um, I don't necessarily want to see uh, when I'm out door knocking. It, I don't really care about uh, certain fields. So I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm just going to delete the fields that, you know, the rows that I don't really want to see in there. Uh, so I don't really care about the, uh, you know, the current month, the current year. Loan origination data is, is useful, so I'm going to keep that in there. So you can just go ahead and, and remove some of the, the rows that are not so relevant um, for what you're doing. Uh, and now is a good time to do that because um, if you have too many rows in here and columns, I mean, uh, Google, when you import it into Google Maps, it's going to complain. So I like to pare it down to just the bare essentials. Um, I don't really need to know the dates, um, added the documents ID. So I'll go ahead and delete those. Um, there's one other catch here that um, I need to tell you about. So right now we have the formulas in this column. Um, if I were to delete these, these rows that contain the property address, the property uh, city and the zip code, I'll show you what happens. So if I delete these, uh, it kind of breaks the formula because the formula was referencing those addresses. So what we want to do is replace the formula here uh, in, in column F with the values. So what you can do is you can do copy on the whole column and then paste the values only. So that way, instead of seeing the formula in here, now it's just the values um, and you can get rid of the the original columns that uh, the formula was referring to, just to clean up the sheet. Um, so there it is. I've got all the information I want here. Um, so the last step here, I do need to, uh, because we've applied a filter here, when I download the sheet, uh, it's, it's going to take away the filter. So the last step here is that I want to copy everything in the current view so I can just do a select all, a copy, and then I'm going to make a new sheet here, paste in the values that I copied. And now what I copied was only what was in the filter. So when I download, I go to download this sheet now. So I'm going to go download as a CSV file. And uh, so there it is. I have a CSV file in my downloads folder that only contains the data here that I, uh, that I filtered for. 
and we can take that and import it into Google Sheets or Google Maps, excuse me. So to do that, just log it. You need to have a Gmail account, of course, a Google account. Um, so pull up Google Maps and then what you do, I'll walk you through it from the start. Go to maps.google.com and then pull up uh, the Your Places option here and then go to Maps and then go to the very bottom, it says create map. And uh, we did get a question in the chat window, have we thought about creating uh, an Excel step, automating this for a VB script? Yes. So I'm going through the, the steps here just to show you, but um, we, I do have a semi-automated version of this. Um, it needs a little bit of tweaking, but I'd be happy to share that with you all once it's ready as well. But great question there. Um, so what I want to do here, I'll just enter a name for this map. So April pre-foreclosure list, pre-foreclosure door knocking. Hit save. And the, the, the key here is now you just hit import and you, you show Google Maps where you stored that file. So I'm going to navigate to my downloads folder. Here is the CSV sheet that I just created. And when you import it, now Google is asking, okay, you imported the CSV file, which column should I use to place the, the landmark, the, the pin on the map? So as you recall, we, we made that column called mailing address. So I'm going to say, use mailing address to place the, the place mark, hit continue. And then I want to give that place mark a title. You can, you can title it based on the name of the person, or I just use the same thing, the mailing address. When you hit finish, uh, Google Maps is going to take everything in that CSV file and map it out for you right here. Um, so if there was a problem with any of the addresses, you'll get an error message here saying, for example, one row couldn't be shown on the map. What you can do is just hit open data table. It will highlight that row. And most of the time, it's, yeah. So there was, an, <laughs> there was a problem with the formula. This is definitely not a valid address. Uh, I think I messed up the formula in there for this particular one. So I'm just going to delete this row here for now to ignore that error. Um, but there you have it. Um, everything in that CSV file mapped out onto, um, onto Google Maps here. So what you can do is you can also apply um, a certain icon. Let's say you're doing pre-foreclosure plus another lead type. Uh, you can apply a different uh, icon style. Um, for example, for pre-foreclosure, I, I usually do, uh, there's an icon here for the civic building, so I use that. And then I'll, I'll color the leads. I have my own color coding scheme, so you can come in here and set whatever color coding scheme you like. Uh, so that's a, that's a great way to leverage um, spreadsheets, um, the formulas to combine multiple rows and format it in the right way to get it compatible with a service like Google Sheets. So let me know if you have any questions about that. Um, otherwise, we, we are going to um, move on. So, um, Philmon, hey, you mentioned why equity for pre-foreclosure. So it, again, that, that's something just, um, that's by, by my choice. You know, when I go out door knocking, I'm looking for a lead uh, where I could, there's enough meat on the bone, so to speak, so I could either wholesale it or do a fix and flip on it. If they've got very little equity in the deal, 
that limits the strategies that I can do. So it's just a personal preference for me. You can filter however you like. And in fact, we're going to talk about some more ways you can do some filtering here. So some, some people, you know, they don't filter based on equity. They'll filter on other criteria. For example, you know, the equity, or not equity, uh, excuse me, the, um, the tax assessed value. You know, they filter out things that are very, very cheap or very, very expensive. You know, they've got their own criteria. So that was just an example on how I did the filtering. Um, so your, your criteria is going to vary depending on your strategy. So let's talk a bit more about the filtering now that you mentioned it. Um, so let's see, let me go back to the spreadsheet here. Um, so, uh, so as you can see, um, there are tons of different ways that you can filter a list. Uh, I mean, we're just talking about pre-foreclosure here. There are many other lead types, for example, with delinquent taxes. You can filter based on how many years that person is delinquent on. So let me show you the, the list. Um, so with the delinquent tax list, um, let me pull up. I think we had a lot of people tuning in from DFW, so I'll pull up a DFW list here. So let's look at uh, Tarrant County. Um, so, and I'm gonna make a copy of this again because I don't, <laughs> I have admin rights on this, so I don't wanna ruin the file for everyone else here. So I'm gonna make a copy of this. Okay, so let's take a, look at, take a look at the delinquent tax list here. So let's say, so we've got various criteria here. We've got the total delinquent amount. So this is, um, I don't recall with Tarrant County, I don't, I don't think this is including um, interests. I think it's just the, uh, the original principal amount. So there's the delinquent amount, there's zip codes, and here's another one, the delinquent since. And this one is important for delinquent taxes because, you know, the longer the person has gone without paying taxes, obviously the more it's going to, the larger the amount will be. But, you know, the more motivated they are, statistically speaking. So if they've only been delinquent for one year, um, they're not going to be as motivated as someone who's been delinquent for five years, for example. So no matter what list you're working on, it's important to, to go in there and really filter it down to the criteria that makes sense for you. Um, and again, your, what makes sense for you might not make sense for me. It really depends on your strategy, your marketing budgets. Um, you know, if, if you have the budget to, to market to the whole list, then, then great, maybe you don't have to do filtering, but I, don't, I personally don't know anyone who wouldn't want to filter the list and kind of improve the quality of their marketing campaign by applying some basic filtering. So. Um, we already showed you how to filter uh, by a numeric column. So that was the, we filtered by, uh, for the pre-foreclosure list, we filtered by equity. We could do the same thing here in the delinquent tax list and we could filter by uh, the delinquent amount. So we can put in a condition here and we can say that we want to filter for people who owe more than um, maybe $5,000 in taxes. Uh, and we can apply that filter. 
but we also, like I mentioned before, you might want to filter based on the years that they're delinquent. Uh, so let's say we wanted to filter for people who are delinquent for more than two years. Uh, you could come in here and deselect all the, all the possible values, but it's best to go by a condition. You can do a date condition here. The date is um, before, and you can say, you know, before the past year or specify an exact date. I'm just going to say before the past year. Um, and then you can also apply other filters here. Let's say uh, you only wanted to specify or you're only interested in uh, certain types of properties. That's where um, we have in our delinquent tax list, we tell you what are the different property types. And these codes are standard at the, they're standardized by the state. So you can Google, um, you can pull up Google and just type in Texas um, SPTB codes and you'll get a list, oops, type that in the wrong, Texas SPTB codes and you'll get a list. Uh, you can find something directly from the, um, from the state, uh, state government or you can find, there's another company here called TaxNet and they provide a nice, easily digestible chart here. So you could find the property type that you're interested in here and say, I only want to do residential, uh, single family. I definitely don't want to do mobile homes. So I'm going to just do category A1. So I can come back into here. And since it's a category, you don't have to do a condition filter. You can just select the category that you want. Um, and I'm just interested in single family. So I'm just applying the A1 code. And there you go. You filtered specifically for you know you've taken that list that was originally you know six or seven thousand long and you filtered that down to a key number of leads here that meet your criteria so drew asks um kind of as an aside what source are we using to grab data public record mls the answer is yes <laughs> we're doing all of the above so we pull from public records and public records means um, the county appraisal district uh, the county clerk, uh, the district clerk, um, if there's a probate court in that county, we're pulling from there. So we're pulling from basically all the, the branches or levels of, of government uh, at the county level. And then we're also pulling data from the MLS. Um, and then we also aggregate a lot of data from other, uh, other, other data providers. Um, for example, when we get phone numbers and emails, those come from uh, some, some data brokers. So that's uh, a very, very quick overview of filtering, but I want to take that a step further um, because as it was mentioned in the chat before, you don't want to have to do this all the time. Um, every time you get a new list, you have to come in here and then manually do the filtering. Um, we're all about automation, all about being efficient. Uh, so what I want to show you is a way that you can use Google Sheets to kind of automate all that filtering. So let me show you um what i have created for myself i call this my master lead sheet and this is just an example i've kind of simplified it uh, so it's not so overwhelming for this presentation uh, so i've simplified it just to cover pre-foreclosure leads and um, this is also um, a way of aggregating different sources of of, of leads um, so let's say you have one spreadsheet here for example for the august pre-foreclosure You've got another spreadsheet for the September one. You've got another one for October. Um, but the, the truth is you actually get some of these. It's not like we have to wait until, um, 
until here right now we're in we're in uh, March we don't have to wait until April to get the uh, the April foreclosure list you know we're in March now and we actually have some of the foreclosure leads for May and June so what I'm saying is that uh, you might want a system to aggregate those leads um, into a single sheet so rather than having a separate sheet for April May and June you can have one sheet that has them all um, and then also applying the filters you want to that single sheet. So that's what I've done here. Uh, this is a Google Sheet where I have all the leads um, from, from a certain point in time to a certain point in time in future, in the future. And it's just one sheet for all the leads. Uh, and I've already applied some filtering on it. So the way I do that is by using the Google Sheets uh, function. It's called uh, import range. So I can basically tell this Google Sheet that I have here, look at another Google Sheet and pull the information from that Google Sheet and put it in this one. And at the same time, I'm applying some filtering and some criteria. So you can see that I'm pulling. Uh, so the formula says I'm going to look at this sheet here and I have a link from this master sheet. Um, to all the other, all the other sheets, um, which basically contain different leads. So I have a, a link, for example, to the June foreclosure list. I have a link to the May foreclosure list and the April foreclosure list. And uh, my master sheet here is just referencing these links and then pulling the data uh, from the file that is that it is linked to. And at the same time, it's applying a filter. I'm saying that I only want to deal with um, with leads where the column that contains the county uh, is equal to Bell County or is equal to Williamson County. So in other words, I'm filtering just for those two counties uh, and everything else I'm throwing out. Uh, so that's just for example here. We could also apply the same principle that we did earlier for the equity filter. I could say where the column for equity is greater than or equal to eight percent or thirty you percent know, or, or whatnot. So you can you can apply the filter here in the form of a formula. So that's where you get into the automation realm. So you can um, again, this is just an example here. I'll share this sheet with you, um, but you can apply whatever filter you want here. You can combine multiple leads into one. Uh, as I've done here. So instead of now managing, you know, five or six different sheets, I just manage this one sheet. So every time I open this sheet, um, you know, every day I open it up, there's new leads added to the bottom of the sheet. And I, you know, I don't have to do anything. I just allow the formula uh, to update every time I, I load the sheet. So um, again, that was, uh, it, it's kind of hard to go through the actual technicality of the formula and I don't know that this is the right venue to do it. So what I'll do is I'll share this sheet with you all. Um, and then you can look at the formula, you can reference it, try to apply it to your own situation. Um, and if you run into any questions, uh, you can definitely let us know. Um, there's also plenty of resources online that kind of explain the formulas that are being used here. So Google Sheets has a great, um, uh, a great uh, tool tip functionality. You can just click on the on the formula and then you can click on the learn more button and it gives you plenty of examples on how to apply that formula. Um, so 
this is basically how I automate that whole process of, uh, of filtering, um, of applying the filter, and then aggregating multiple sheets into one. So um, let's see, I'm just checking the, uh, the chat window here. Um, so for the lean data, was it for multifamily? Oh no, I, I think you're, um, Vilman, you're talking about this one. This is for, um, this is for delinquent taxes, specifically for, I filtered it for single family, but you could come in here and change the, um, the code here to a different code that would be for multifamily. So you just have to go into the, uh, Google the, you know, Texas SPTB code, and then you can find the code for multifamily, so that's B1, B2, uh, B3, and then just come in here and apply the filter. Um, for some reason, it looks like we may have already filtered out the multifamily properties here, so um, I think we might have done that for certain counties, but definitely for some of the other counties, we do have multifamily in the tax uh, delinquent list. Uh, so if you don't have access to it, just let me know. Um, we might have separated the, the multifamily from the single family file. I don't quite recall um, if we've done that or not. But it's definitely possible to take the delinquent tax list and filter it specifically for multifamily. I uh, hope that answers your question. If not, uh, just let me know in the chat window. So I want to move on to the last uh, example here. Uh, so we did mapping, we did filtering and querying of the leads, and then last but not least, I want to show you how to do some basic web scraping with spreadsheets. So if you're not familiar with what web scraping is, the idea is that um, there is, there's tons and tons of information on, online. For example, you can pull up any county, let's say um, Williamson County, just Google Williamson County Appraisal, uh, district and um, you can pull up information about any any address in, in Williamson County so I can type in an address here um, let me just do um, so here's an example there's a wealth of information on this website here um, from Williamson County on this particular address so let's say you had a list of, of addresses uh, and you wanted to extract certain information about this address. For example, you want the, what I find useful is whether or not there's exemptions on the property, um, particularly in the context of working the delinquent tax list. Uh, and this is a bit of an aside, um, but just bear with me um, kind of, while I kind of set this, this up. So uh, with the delinquent tax list, uh, what you need to know is in that is that in Texas, uh, if you're over 65 and you have homestead exemption, you can indefinitely defer your property tax bill. So you can basically not pay property taxes until you die and you leave the tax bill for your your children to pay, or until you sell the property. So that's another critical piece of information because if you're marketing to the delinquent tax list and they and the owner has deferred their taxes, they're probably not going to be motivated to sell. So you might want to see if they have certain exemptions. Uh, so what you can do, you know, if you can somehow automate the process of going into this website, 
typing in the address, looking up the information, and then extracting, okay, yes, there's an exemption here. If you could automate that, that would make your life so much easier. So what I, what I wanna show you is that you can absolutely do that, um, but there's a, there's a caveat, there's a, there's a catch to it. So I'm showing you an example here for Williamson County. Um, so Williamson County is an easy website um, where we can do what we call web scrape. So the idea with web scraping is that you go, you go into the website and then you extract information from that website, but you do it completely automatically. So instead of you going to the website and copying the information, you have some kind of um, program or some kind of um, system that will do it for you. Uh, now, I do need to take a step back and say that um, web scraping, you have to be careful. Web scraping can actually violate terms of use on certain websites. So um, I'm not here to, <laughs> to say whether or not this is, this is uh, valid use, uh, accepted use or not. I just want to let you know there are tools out there that allow you to do this. You've got to take the, um, you've got to do the research and see whether or not it is actually within the acceptable use for that particular website or not. And if, you know, if it's not, if you choose to ignore that, that's on you. <laughs> um, but um, I just want to show you for Williamson County here, uh, it's absolutely possible to do this web scraping quite easily uh, because these are what I call static websites. In other words, you can just type in the URL for this particular property and you can get to the website. So I could come in here and I could, um, I could quickly change the, what you'll notice here is that there's a property ID in the URL that corresponds to the property ID here. So I could just change the number here to a different property and it will take me right to that page for that property. So that's the catch here. This is, uh, it's very easy to scrape websites where the page is kind of static in that sense, where you can just type in some kind of ID and get right to the right to the page. Uh, contrast that to other websites. There are some websites in some counties out there. For example, with, um, with Travis County, um, you can see based on the URL that I pull up. Uh, give me a second here. If I do a property search here, let's just say. I search for this property here. Um, oh, actually, no, it is, it is a static website. So I could come in here and change the property ID um, and it'll take me right to that page. So there are some counties, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now, I don't remember which counties they are, but there are some counties where it's not so easy to scrape. Um, basically, the criteria is whether or not you can just change one element in the URL here and get to that part, you know, to the corresponding page. Um, so if you can do that, then it's easily scrapable. And the way you do that is um, in Google Sheets. Uh, so if you have that property ID, uh, all you need to do, there's a formula here in Google Sheets called import XML. And what it does is it basically says, it tells Google to go to this URL uh, which corresponds to the unique URL based on that property ID and extract the information that is contained at a very particular particular location. So in this example, what I want to do is I want to scrape the information from, uh, let me go back to the, um, to the Williamson County site. 
Um, let me pull that up here. So I want to scrape the exemptions information from Williamson County. So the way I do this is I tell Google uh, when, it, when it reads this website, there's a unique tag associated with this particular field here, the homestead field. Uh, you can get to that by, you have to know a, bit, a little bit of web uh, development um, to be able to identify that. But there's a cool tool in, um, in either Google Chrome or Safari. Um, here in Safari, what you do is you go to develop uh, and then you go to show the web inspector. And what you do is you can select a button here. Um, basically, where is it? Where is it? Yeah, sorry, it's not the web inspector. It is the, let me see. Actually, I think it was the web inspector. There's an icon here that allows you to move your mouse cursor. Here it is. So there's the target button here. So when you move your mouse cursor over this particular, um, um, this particular web HTML element, it tells you it's kind of, there's a unique ID associated with that. And you can take that information and pass it into, uh, into the Google Sheet here. And you tell Google Sheets to extract the information at that particular ID or that element. And basically now, um, Google Sheets is going in here and scraping the information uh, off of this website for me. So if I duplicate that formula across these rows, you can see that I've immediately, I've got a list of all the exemptions for those particular properties. So uh, you can do the same thing. I've, I've got an example here for Dallas County uh, for their website. So let me show you Dallas CAD. Uh, you can pull up, um, you can pull up the address, uh, this particular address on Dallas CAD. And you can see that there's tons of information in here. I just happened to pull out the, um, the field here called desirability. I thought that was a pretty cool field. I didn't, not familiar with many counties that have a, that have, that assess the desirability of a particular property. So I pulled out that field here in the spreadsheet. And um, what you can see is for these particular properties with these IDs, I have a list of the uh, the desirability so um, I didn't have to go into the website to manually scrape it it automatically pulled it from those websites so I know you might be asking so how do I get the property ID for a particular property that is something that um, I wanted to show you because we started providing all that information with real estate IQ if you pull up for example our pre foreclosure lists let me go back to uh, to my emails here. If I pull up the pre-foreclosure list, you will see that we now supply with all our leads uh, the property ID for that property. So this is the unique ID that the county uses to identify that particular property. And it's also the same ID that you can use to then go and scrape the information. Uh, if you need any additional data off of, the, uh, off of the county website, you can use the property ID to do that. Um, so that is um, a very, very brief look at, uh, at scraping, web scraping for, uh, for real estate investors using Google Sheets. Uh, there are tons and tons of other use cases. For example, if you don't have the property ID, 
and you need to search by name or you want to search by address, there's other ways you can get around that. Um, unfortunately, we don't have the time for that today, but I just wanted to uh, show you what is possible using scraping and, and spreadsheets and also leveraging the data that we provide to you at Real Estate IQ. So hopefully that was useful. Um, that was kind of the first time, uh, definitely the first time we've, we've um, shown anyone that, that uh, kind of information. So hoping that some of you at least found that um, insightful, um, if, even if you're not able to, uh, to fully follow along with, uh, with what we're doing. What I'll do is I'll share that sheet again with you so you can reference it. Um, and really the goal was just to kind of get you thinking about what other things you, you might be able to use uh, and what you might be able to automate. So that being said, uh, I'm gonna switch back to the slides here and wrap up. I know we're close to the, uh, the time limit here. Um, and I'm just checking the, the chat window here to see if um, I need to address any other questions. So Betty was asking, um, ah, it's the, in order to find the, uh, the property type codes, just Google um, Texas SPTD code. So let me type that into the chat window. Um, Texas, just Google Texas SPTD code, and then the first Google result will be um, TaxNet USA, and they'll show you a list of all the different Texas property codes, for example, A1 for single family, B1 for, for multifamily, and so on. Um, so George, you're asking about the recorded presentation. Um, so we'll send that out to all the attendees afterwards, uh, but you can also go to our Facebook, our real estate IQ, .co, um, go to our Facebook page, and I do believe we have all our um, all our presentations live streamed there, and then you can view you can view the replays there. Um, so that is the presentation for today on spreadsheets. Um, let me know. Hopefully, uh, if you are able to make use of that, I would love to hear how you're using uh, spreadsheets to automate a bit more of your business. Um, definitely stay tuned though because I, I am planning to do a lot more in-depth sessions about web scraping. We barely scratched the surface on web scraping. You can do a lot more with it. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, so that being said, I just want to move to um, just give a brief uh, conclusion here on what Real Estate IQ provides. Um, so you, for those of you who are not familiar, we do provide uh, a large number of off-market leads for you all. Uh, so these are things like the pre-foreclosure list, the probate list, delinquent taxes, evictions, liens, and all that. Um, so we are updating this data every single day so that you don't have to do it. Um, so, you know, a lot of the, you've kind of gotten a bit of insight into how we do some of our stuff. We do actually use web scraping to get some of our data, but a lot of the information we're getting actually requires uh, a good amount of manual labor, you know, reading deeds of trusts and, you know, skimming through the 20-page probate um, court filings and all that. So there's a lot, of, um, a lot of leads that we offer. No matter how much you do web scraping, you won't be able to automate that. Uh, so we do that, that you know, that, that grunt work for you. Uh, so we're updating our leads every single day from our county, uh, from, I think, on average every county has at least three different sources where we pull our information from. Uh, so we're providing that for you. We also have a tool called County Data Finder. Um, unfortunately, again, we don't have the time to go into that today. So 
Again, if you want to learn more about these other products, definitely schedule the one-on-one -on -one demo um, through that poll question that popped up. If you didn't get a chance to answer that poll question, just type it into the chat window that yes, I'd like to see um, a demo of the rest of your software. Um, so the county data finder software allows you to create your own custom mailing list. So if you wanted, for example, a list of all the absentee owners in a particular zip code who have owned their real estate for more than 10 years, then you can create that list on the fly with our software. Uh, so you can really create um, a very customized mailing um, or marketing campaign that way. Next, we also do have MLS Deal Finder. Um, again, this is a fantastic tool to help you find and identify deals on the MLS. And I know, again, it's, it's harder to find deals on the MLS, especially um, in, a, uh, in a seller's market. Uh, but again, market seems to be shifting, so it, we might start to see more and more good deals on the MLS going forward. So what our tool does is it analyzes every single property that hits the MLS and it will tell you if there's a discount. So let's say the property is listed at 100,000, but the ARV is 150, we will send you an email alert saying, hey, check out this property, it's listed at a discount. You can also apply the same principle to cash flowing properties. So if you're all familiar with the 1% rule in Texas, it means you know, if a property will rent for $1,000 a month um, and you can acquire it for $100,000, that meets you know, 1,000 divided by 100,000 is 1%. So obviously the larger the number, the better in terms of cash flow. So you can actually search the MLS by cash flow now. So you can say, just pull up all the deals on the MLS that are 1% or greater. So the MLS Deal Finder system is great for that. Um, again, let me know if you want to see a demo of that. Um, I do see um, some of you have already answered yes to the demo. Thank you so much. So we will reach out to you and schedule a demo session uh, to showcase all those tools that, uh, that we offer. So that being said, uh, let me move on. Um, give me a second here. I'm going to fast forward some of the slides because I know we are a little bit over time here. So, um, so as a thank you again for attending this presentation, uh, we are offering a couple freebies. So if you, if you haven't already gone to the realestateiq.co slash survey website, please go there. We do very, very much value your feedback. I personally rely heavily on your feedback, especially for geeks and nerds. Uh, this is kind of a special webinar. You know, we're, we're really exploring uh, new, uh, new topics and, and I want to make sure that we're bringing value to you. So, Please, please, please fill out the survey. Let me know if this presentation was helpful. Let me know if there are other topics that are kind of geared towards technology and automation that you want us to cover in Geeks and Nerds, and uh, I'll see what I can do to make that happen. Uh, and as part of the survey, you will also um, be able to opt in to receive some of our heat map reports. So you can get a heat map that shows where all the pre-foreclosures are in your metro area uh, and where the higher concentrations of them are. Same with the discounted deals on the MLS and the rental income heat map. So um, we also do have a publication called the deal of the day. So that is every day of the week, we pick one market in Texas and we find a deal on the MLS uh, and we send out um, that particular, it's just a five minutes uh, video that walks you through the deal. 
Uh, and these are live deals on the MLS. So if you, if you act quick enough on some of these, you might be able to secure a good deal. Uh, so definitely check that out. Subscribe to our deal of the day. And last but not least, um, oops, sorry here. I just want to jump to the conclusion here. Uh, if you have any other questions, um, I'm going to open up my Zoom room for the next 10, 15 minutes. Uh, if you have more questions, if you want, if you, you know, if you want to get started on the demo or if you're already a subscriber and you have some questions about the software, join me in my Zoom room here. Um, I'll be fielding some more questions uh, for the next 10 to 15 minutes. That being said, uh, thank you all so much for being here. I really appreciate um, you joining us and I look forward to seeing you on the future Geeks and Nerds webinars. Thank you. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.